What a joy it is to be with you here at the Grace Baptist Church in your 21st anniversary. I'm so excited for this church. I know God has blessed in many ways. I thank the Lord for your pastor and his dear wife and for the ministry that God has given you here in Surrey. I want you to take your Bibles, if you would, and go with me to the book of 1 Samuel. In the book of 1 Samuel, I'd like to take you to chapter 4. I want to speak to you about a subject that I think is very important in this anniversary service. I want you to look with me, if you would, there in chapter 4 of 1 Samuel. Just to give you a little background, Israel had strayed from the Lord. They had gotten away from God. And the result was that the Philistines came down upon them and they went out to battle against the Philistines and they weren't doing well. And so Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, decided, let's go get the Ark of the Covenant and bring it out in front of us so that when we go to war, we will win. Certainly, they're thinking, presuming on God that uh, he's going to defend them in their wickedness and sinfulness. Even Eli the priest there at Shiloh, uh, he didn't take seriously the uh, responsibility as a uh, priest to uh, live his life uh, and deal with the issues of sin that were even with his own family. And a, God sent a prophet by to talk to him and to warn him, but he didn't take the warning. Then God brought Samuel into his life, just a young boy. Uh, was the one that had to declare to him that God's judgment is coming. And his attitude was nonchalant. It was, well, whatever the Lord wants to do, he's going to do it. And thus, when they took the Ark of the Covenant out in front of them to do battle against the Philistines, uh, the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant, kept it for 20 years, and Israel was defeated at that time. Well, 20 years later from that great defeat and the, de the death of uh, Hophni and Phinehas, and of course, Eli also died. The Bible says that he was very heavy and he fell over, broke his neck. I believe that God judged him for his sin. And uh, the Bible says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. And when you get more than one warning, uh, you need to be careful. But the, 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 the short of this is that uh, Eli's daughter-in-law was with child and gave birth to a boy she called Ichabod. And I want you to notice with me there in verse 21. And she named the child Ichabod saying, the glory is departed from Israel because the ark of God was taken and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, the glory is departed from Israel for the ark of God is taken. This is a sad time in Israel when this happened. And it was obvious that the glory of God had departed from Israel. And then I want you to go with me, if you would, over to chapter 7. Israel comes to the place in their life where they are sick of their sin 20 years later, it took them that long, that in verse chapter, uh, chapter 7, verse 12, 
The Bible tells us that again the Philistines came upon Israel and the Lord thundered a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomforted them and they were smitten before Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and they pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came under Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Sheen and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. I want to speak this morning on, are you somewhere between Ichabod and Ebenezer? Has the glory of God departed from your personal life? Have you come to the place in your life where you realize that I need the help of Almighty God in my life? One of the reasons why Grace Baptist Church has done so well is because you've trusted God and you've asked for his help and assistance. And our victories are not all ours. They belong to God. God is the great victor. God is the one that stands between us and the troubles in our life. And he's the one that gives us what we need when we call upon him. But if we become apathetic, if we become discouraged, if we become disheartened, if we get our eyes on people instead of our eyes on the Lord, we are going to find ourselves with the glory departed from us. There are many Christians that are nominal. They do very little for God. They, they hardly can get their Bible reading done. Many Christians, good Christians, leaders, fail in the area of giving God that special personal time. From the Bible reading to intercessory prayer to faithfulness to the church to giving to missions to getting involved in reaching lost people in the community of Surrey. We find that the glories departed. And that's why we ask for revival. That's why we have special meetings to encourage people to get back to God and get back to church. And of course, the COVID virus has been uh, very interesting because it has caused some people to use it as an excuse not to be involved in the Lord's work and in faithfulness to the Lord. But some it's made stronger. And oh, I pray that Grace Baptist Church will have the strength that they need. Let's bow in prayer together and ask God to meet with us. Our Heavenly Father, oh God, you're a great and mighty God. You know the end from the beginning. You hang the world on nothing. And you want to be our help. You want to be our Ebenezer. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. And oh God, I pray that you would help all of us to find out where we are between Ichabod and Ebenezer. If the glory of God has departed from our lives because of known sin or secret sin or besetting sin, oh God, reveal that to us and may we turn from that sin and may we ask for your divine help and may we be Ebenezer Christians. And I pray you'll bless this message in Christ's name. Amen. I want to give you three thoughts that are very important to this passage. I would like to begin there in verse 2, in verse 2 of chapter 4. I'm sorry, yeah, chapter 4. The Bible tells us that they, they had gotten away from God. 
They had departed from the living God and they had fainted. And I want you to write down this thought. They simply fainted. What happens when a good Christian gets back involved in sin? If they simply did something that was wrong. They made a choice they shouldn't have made. And one bad choice leads to another bad choice. Just like one lie leads to another lie. One drink leads to another drink. Uh, one criticism leads to another. Do you see what happens when you simply faint? What happens is you come to that place in your life where you have no power with God. And that's where Israel was at. The Ark of the Covenant that they assumed God would protect them because it was out in front of them uh, represented holiness. It, re it represented God's provision. You remember the manna. The pot of manna. Then you remember the the, the uh, Ten Commandments that were given uh, to uh, the Ark of the Covenant. And those were commandments that were given to Israel that they might obey the Lord and follow the Lord. But they, they, they just disregarded them. They were worshiping other gods. Uh, they were doing all kinds of things that were wrong. Uh, nothing's changed. From the days of Israel to our present day, if you go through the book of 1 Corinthians, you'll see how carnal they were and how wicked they were. How did that happen? They simply fainted. They let go of their conviction. They let go of their Bible truths. They let go of the commandments of our Lord for us today. And thus they, they fainted and were scattered abroad. And God was not their leader anymore. They had chosen their own philosophy of life. You remember Korah and how they went up against Moses and Aaron. They, they, the glory of God had departed from them. Even though they thought they were more spiritual than Mo, uh, uh, Moses and Aaron. Yet we find that they were, uh, they were ultimately, the Bible says that the ground opened up and swallowed them because of their sin. So God does judge sin. And you never know when judgment's coming. So when we faint, when we simply faint, uh, we bring the judgment of God upon us. The second thing I want you to notice of this passage is there in chapter 7, verse 8. Would you look there at verse 8? And the children of Israel said to Samuel, Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. Now, I do want you to notice that in verse 6, it says, They said, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel there at Mizpah. And now they're crying out to the man of God to pray on their behalf that they might have a victory against the Philistines. And the Bible says that Samuel, verse 9, took a suckling lamb and offered it for a burnt offering holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel. And I want you to notice these five words. And the Lord heard him. Those are the most beautiful words I think you could ever find in the Bible. That when Samuel prayed for the nation of Israel, God heard that prayer. I think the reason why God heard that prayer was because he heard the prayer of Israel when they started putting away the strange gods there in verse 3. When they started serving him, that is God and him alone. The Bible says that he will deliver you 
out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth and serve the Lord only. No wonder Samuel's prayer was answered. Because the people of Israel got serious about their sin, they departed from their sin. And the result of that was the presence of God came upon them. His power was now at their disposal. Oh, I want to say to you, one sin can take you away from God. I believe that the need for us has never been greater uh, to walk with God and to uh, specifically pray for God's power and blessing upon our lives. Never has there been uh, fewer laborers. And of course, the time is so short. We don't know when the Lord's going to come, but we must be ready. So secondly, they, sim they, they specifically prayed to God. And Samuel, they knew he could get a hold of God. You know, you ever think sometimes, I don't know whether I can get a hold of God or not, but I know that the preacher can get a hold of God, or I know that a dear saint in the church can get a hold of God. But what about you? Do you know how to specifically pray for yourself? If we can't take, of our, take care of the problems that we have ourselves, how can we help others? And so the church must grow in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. They must come to that place where they are so specific in their praying that there's no generalizations in their prayer. Lord, forgive me for that bad thought I had. Forgive me for that wrong deed I committed. Help me to go and say I'm sorry to that person I offended. You see, that's specific things. And God deals with specifics. We see here in this passage that Samuel prayed and the Lord heard him. Oh, I want God to hear me. I don't want to just go through the motions of Christianity. I don't want to just say, well, I've done this so long, I might as well continue. No, I want to be excited about God's work. Grace Baptist Church is not here just to satisfy the fact that you can feel better that you went to church. The church is so much more than that. It's a soul-saving station where we bring people to find Christ. Sometimes we can lead them to the Lord out in the streets or in their homes, but some people will come at, a, at, a, as, at an invitation. Some of you today may be visiting in this anniversary, but you've never trusted Christ with your life. Oh, I want to encourage you to specifically pray. It's very simple. You can do it in four steps. Number one, realize that you're a sinner in need of a savior. Admit to God, say, God, I'm sorry for my sin. He knows what sins you've committed. He's not, he's not at all interested in you sinning. He's interested in you crying out for victory over sin. Then not only do you realize that you're a sinner in need of a savior, but then you repent of your sin. Repentance is a godly sorrow for sin where you say, Lord, I am sick of my sin. I'm, I've not been having victory and I want you to give me victory. And I trust you uh, in repentance. I'm sorry and I don't want to do these things again, but I know I need your power to have victory. Listen to what happens when a person gets saved. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The church of Corinth was a carnal church. But when, they, when some of them who were lost came to the realization of their condition, 
their life was changed, changed by Almighty God because they confessed. Then you must receive Jesus Christ. Not only realize you're a sinner, repent of your sins, but then you must receive him into your heart. The Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. As you cry out and say, oh God, forgive me of my sin. I, I repent of it. I want to receive Jesus Christ who died for me, who took my sin debt and was crucified on the cross and died for me. I'm trusting Jesus Christ and him alone for my soul's salvation. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus, that whosoever, what, believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That comes from the Lord Jesus. And he wants to give you salvation. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The fourth thing is, you will rejoice. You'll say, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Why didn't I trust Christ with my life? And though I, it's not a religion you're joining. It's a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ who forgives you of your past, your present, and your future. And then you can follow the Lord in believer's baptism. You can serve the Lord with other believers here at Grace Baptist. And this church can be your home, a place where you will be loved and you will love others and care for them. I'm simply saying that when we simply and specifically pray, God hears us. If Samuel's prayer was heard, your prayer can be heard. Let me read on. There in verse 11 it says, or verse 10, it says, The Lord thundered with a great thunder. Look at verse 10. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomforted them. And they were smitten before Israel. Watch closely. Verse 11. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came unto Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Sheen and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Notice, hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Oh, I wanted you to notice it says, So the Philistines were subdued and they came no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. What a victory. The third thing I want you to write down. Number one is they simply fainted. Number two, they specifically prayed. But number three, there was a supernatural victory. This is something that God gave. Oh, I love this. I love it because this is what we're living for. We're living in victory. We're not to be living in defeat. We're not to be living in sin. We're not to be living in doubt or criticism. We're to be living in victory. And I must say to you that God has been good to this church. He's blessed you in so many ways. I remember preaching uh, when the church was first started there in the park. Wow, you talk about small beginnings. And yet 
through the faithfulness of your pastor and his wife and through the faithfulness of those that came to that church and joined, they were able to relocate and then remodel and, and stayed there till God sent them to this beautiful facility. And I want to tell you, God did it. It was God's victory in the life of Grace Baptist Church. We can't assume that we can get along without God. And the victory was remarkable. What happened was God caused thunder. I don't know whether you've ever heard thunder before, but I, I can imagine it was severe and it was deadly. And many of them perished. But then you'll notice in verse 11, it says, and the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and they pursued the Philistines and smote them. I want you to notice that God often starts things, but then he wants us to follow through. He wants us to be ready to serve. God doesn't always do everything for us, but he does the supernatural things. Your salvation's supernatural. Your walk with God, your calling of God to serve him is supernatural. I remember when I was sitting under a tree on the campus of the college where I attended. I had come to a point where I was asked uh, to consider being the pastor of the church that I pastored for 23 years. I will never forget. I, I was like, I'm not married. I'm only 20 years old. Um, I haven't finished my Bible college education. I'm in the second semester of my first year. Surely God does not want me to take this church. I opened up my Bible and it fell open to Joshua 1.9. Where it says, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. You see, God had already burdened my heart for the people of that church. There were only six members. And a few children. But God wanted me there. And I knew I couldn't do it without his divine intervention. And it starts out by him encouraging me. <laughs> and I want to say to you that whenever you want to do something for God, there will be nobody that can encourage you more than our great God can encourage you. There's no doubt in my mind that Pastor White sometimes has been a bit discouraged over circumstances and financial deadlines and, and uh, you know, all kinds of things that he's bombarded with on a daily basis. He must encourage himself in the Lord. And that's exactly what all of us must do. Isn't it wonderful that God fought for Israel? But isn't it also wonderful that the Israelites said it's our time to fight it's our time to do the work of God. And I love what Paul said at the end of his ministry. I have fought a good fight. I'm glad he put the word good in there. When you're serving God, it's always good. Whether you're having to take a stand against sin or whatever. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Oh, what a, what a tremendous uh, statement about God's faithfulness to the uh, uh, Apostle Paul. I remember one time that I'd gotten discouraged and I, we were in a prayer meeting and the Holy Spirit said to me, Daniel, you're, you're, um, how can I say it? You're embarrassed with the church building I've given to you. And uh, I, I was, I, when preachers would come into town, I'd, I'd hope they wouldn't say how long we'd, I'd been pastoring there or how long we'd been in that building. That was just pride. 
And the Lord made a statement to me by his spirit, like he speaks to us. He said, Daniel, who's kept you faithful all these years? Don't you ever be embarrassed because of the size of your building or the size of your church. I'm the one that will take care of you. And you know, it wasn't long after that, God gave us a beautiful building. And that's, a, that's another story in and of itself. I'm simply saying to you that God can do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or even think. So we have our great God giving a supernatural victory to Israel. How about you? Have you experienced the miracle of salvation? If you haven't, there's going to be an invitation in a couple of moments where you could come and someone would show you from the Bible how you can be 100% sure that you're going to heaven and not hell. For you that are faithful members, folks that faithfully attend, folks that give financially to missions and go soul winning, have you gotten a little discouraged? Has the glory of God departed from you a little bit? The altar is going to be open for you to come and say, Lord, I want you to do for me what you did for Israel through the prayer of Samuel. I want you to help me to be victorious and to get victory over the things that take me away from God and cause the glory of God to depart. I want that freshness. I want that sweet spirit. I want the power of God in my life. Let's bow together in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, please, please, oh God, touch lives today. If there's somebody here that's not saved, oh, may they get saved today. May they experience the joy of sins forgiven and a home in heaven. And then, Lord, for those that are saved, Oh God, light a fire under us spiritually. May we be tired of departing from the living God and losing the joy of our salvation. Restore that joy. Bring back the victories. Oh God, may we trust you for the impossible. We know that you're a God that is able to do all things. And may we meet the conditions for your victories and your miracles in our lives. Bless the Grace Baptist Church. Bless the pastor and his dear wife and those that serve with him. May there be a great revival break out in Surrey and may many come to know the Lord. Provide them with the facilities that will help them to be able to accomplish even more. We trust you in all things. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you.